The following Knowledge at Warden podcast is brought to you by Vanguard, offering investments designed to help individuals and institutions reach their financial goals. Visit Vanguard.com. Move over, Beanie Babies. Webkins are coming to a store and virtual world near you. Nine-year-old Tara has a stuffed black bear that she has named Midnight. She purchased him at a store on the boardwalk in Ocean City, New Jersey, for $12.95 plus tax. As with any stuffed animal, Tara can play with Midnight in her living room and take him wherever she goes. But the real fun begins when she sits in front of a computer and, using the unique secret code that accompanied her purchase, logs onto a website to play with a virtual version of Midnight. Midnight is a Webkins pet. If you don't yet know about the Webkins craze, you soon will especially if you have children of your own, or at least know one or two on your block. What makes Webkins different from other hot toys of years gone by, Cabbage Patch Kids, Beanie Babies, Tickle Me Elmo, and even the century-old Teddy Bear, is the business model behind them. By melding the old-fashioned bricks-and-mortar world of toy retailing with an opportunity to participate in an online community, Webkins taps into the kiddie zeitgeist, and shows a deep understanding of how to use the concept of virtual worlds to full advantage, according to marketing experts at Wharton and elsewhere. A child buys a tangible Webkins animal, not for its own sake, but for the website access that the purchase of the animal includes, a year's use of the online Webkins world where they feed and take care of their animals, which could be a dog, raccoon, koala bear, platypus, hippo, or a host of other creatures. They also play games, amass money to buy virtual products for their pets, and can chat with one another. Kids renew their online accounts after one year by purchasing or adopting in Webkin's parlance another pet. If they don't buy another pet, they cannot gain access to the site. Other companies have done online games, social networking and product information and tied them to the sale of a product, but they haven't pulled all of those elements together, says Lisa Bolton, a Wharton marketing professor. The difference is, Webkins seem to be doing it really well. A virtual world for kids. Children are spending more and more time online, yet they still love to play with old-fashioned stuffed animals, so why not mesh the two concepts? Gans, a privately held company in Woodbridge, Ontario, that also sells giftware, candles and fashion accessories, did just that by launching Webkins in April 2005. Gans's use of the internet to build a business is obviously not new, All companies, to some extent, use cyberspace to sell products and strengthen brand loyalty. Some, like Webkins, create virtual worlds for customers to experience. What makes Webkins successful is the creative way in which Gans has brought together various elements that appeal to its young customers. Virtual worlds, like the one offered by Webkins, were dubbed the next big thing in an article in the August 29 issue of The Outlook, a publication of Standard & Poor's. Disney, for instance, has paid $350 million to acquire Club Penguin, a virtual world for kids that is a competitor of Webkin's, although Club Penguin does not include a tangible toy. The dynamic growth of virtual worlds is luring big businesses that want to advertise their products and services in those worlds, according to the Outlook. Warren Buckleitner, editor of Children's Technology Review, a publication based in Flemington, New Jersey, says Webkins has basically shown the toy industry that the web cannot be ignored and that there is an incredible potential for play, for extending a brand, and for providing an experience that kids are hungry for. 
Kevin Werbach, a Wharton Legal Studies professor whose son and daughter have Webkin's pets, says Webkin's has powerful appeal to kids because it has both a personal dynamic, you have to take care of your pet, and a communal dynamic where you interact with others. In broad terms, Webkin's world is like other online entertainment, adds Werbach, whose research interests include electronic commerce. It's a visual experience that extends the imaginary experience that people have always had. Kids sit down and play on a PlayStation or Xbox because it's the same as if they were playing Knights or what have you. Being able to see a high-resolution graphic version of it is exciting. What do kids do with toys like stuffed animals? They take them home and play with them and make up an environment around the toys and get accessories. Then they go and play with friends and make up stories and situations around the toys. What Gans is doing with Webkins is taking that play experience that kids are already having and leveraging the potential of the internet to facilitate that more extensively, he adds. The online service of Webkins is an opportunity to play with other kids anytime you want and with a broader universe of friends. Another key reason for Webkins' success is that Webkins' world allows children to chat online with other Webkins' owners using Kins Chat. Because of privacy and child protection concerns, users of the site can communicate with each other by clicking on pre-written sentences to hold a conversation. Children can also earn play money called Kins Cash by playing online games in an arcade or answering questions in Quizzy's Corner. Armed with Kins Cash, boys and girls can buy things for their pets. Buck Leitner, whose daughter owns Webkins, says giving kids a chance to chat on screen with one another is pivotal to Webkins' appeal. People are innately social, so they want to chat. Kids love this notion of going online and sending a message to a real person. In addition, he notes, children get a feeling of ownership because they can decorate their online houses for their pets. From a child development perspective, it gives kids a chance to play with symbolic thinking, what psychologist Jean Piaget called representational thinking. Another Webkin's strength. The site remembers a child's online progress from day to day as he or she amasses kin's cash or decorates rooms. Buck Leitner, who holds a doctorate in educational psychology, also says Webkin's offers good value, the kind that appeals to parents. The online experience has to be worth $13, and the toy needs to be worth $13. Both are sold together for $13, so there is perceived value. In addition, Webkins avoids what Buckleitner sees as an online turnoff, requiring customers to provide a credit card number that will allow a company to bill them monthly. That kind of thinking has really damaged the credibility of the internet, and it's been bad business for everybody, he says. Tamagotchi and Tamatown. James Gilmore, a consultant and visiting lecturer at the Darden School of Business at the University of Virginia, says his daughter Anna has three Webkins pets. By talking with Anna about Webkins, Gilmore has found that the Webkins site is, oddly enough, something of a throwback to an earlier era because it offers kids an opportunity to engage in spontaneous play with friends. When I was growing up, summertime meant you would drop by a friend's house to play wiffle ball or shoot hoops, says Gilmore, co-author of the forthcoming book Authenticity, What Consumers Really Want. Today we live in an age of playdates. My daughter says she likes Webkins because her friends can come over to visit her online, not come to the house. Gilmore says that his daughter and one of her friends interact with one another via their Webkins accounts far more than they do in person, even though they live just two doors apart. 
Webkins allows Anna's friend to just drop in and restores a sense of real childhood relationships, even though it's an online relationship, according to Gilmore. Cyberspace is the medium through which children get real interaction. Jonah Berger, a Wharton marketing professor, says Webkins is similar to a toy called Tamagotchi, which was introduced in 1996 by Bandai, a Japanese firm, and is still on the market. The Tamagotchi is not a tangible, cuddly pet like a Webkins. It is a digital pet that lives inside a small, egg-shaped handheld computer that children carry around. Three buttons on the computer allow the child to feed the Tamagotchi, play games with it, and check on how hungry and happy it is. Users with versions 4 and 4.5 of the toy can now enter the Tamagotchi website, go to Tamatown, and, for the first time, have a chance to mentor their pets through the stages of life. Gans is not the first company to latch onto the idea that you can help sell your tangible product by also offering the buyer exclusive access to a special website. Textbook publishers have been doing this for some years now. Candy companies, breakfast cereal manufacturers, and other corporations with websites that kids and adults can log on to have found that a site can strengthen a buyer's connections with the product. Companies want to encourage people to interact with their products, Berger says. Academic research suggests that the more people are involved with the product, the more it becomes linked to their identity. People buy Apple computers or iPods because that brand is part of who they are. Apple fanatics will stick with that brand even if other brands offer better deals. So when kids see another product that's like Webkins, they may not switch to that product because they are already tied to Webkins. Harvesting pumpkins and watermelons. Hema, Tara's mother, says her daughter's Webkins experience has been a good one. Tara not only has fun with Midnight, but she is learning about responsibility. She is aware of what it takes to care for pets, Hema says. She'll tell me, my bear needs to be fed, or I have to budget my money because Midnight needs a trampoline to play with, or I need to buy another room because my bear needs a place to stay. It's strange to hear these things from her, but Webkins allows her to realise the importance of balancing things. Hema is not so happy, however, about the increasing amount of time Tara is spending on the Webkins site. Initially, Tara went online once a day for perhaps half an hour. More recently, she has been logging on three times a day for up to an hour each visit in order to get freebies offered only at certain times of the day. What I don't like is that it not only increases her time on the computer, but the website dictates that you have to be there, says Hema. Sometimes you get free food if you go at a certain time, or you get coupons for the shop where you can buy things for the pet. Hema, a native of India, says she regrets that Tara is not spending more time outside. I'm more old-fashioned. I feel you should spend summer days outdoors biking and playing with friends, but that's me. I grew up in a totally different time and country. According to Tara, one of her favourite Webkins activities is to go to the garden to harvest pumpkins and watermelons for midnight to eat. She may want to buy another Webkins pet, she says, but not for a while. Maybe next summer, because when I go to school, I don't want as many distractions from homework. Susan McVie, a GAN spokeswoman, notes that the company does no advertising for Webkins. Our sales reps introduce the pets and we have done grassroots outreach, she says. Most of our success comes from word of mouth. We say it spreads playground to playground. Webkins could run into trouble if it ever lost the trust of its young customers, according to Buck Leitner and Wharton's Bolton. One way it could lose that trust is to commercialise the site by allowing companies to advertise on it or allowing companies to use the site for product placements. 
a brand name pet food to feed your Webkin's dog, for instance, in the same way the movie industry does. Trust is the new currency, says Buck Leitner. There are ways to lose trust. He fears that if corporate folks get sneaky and start playing with kids, then children will end up spending hours and hours with mediocre content. There are finite minutes of childhood, and we need to fight for quality of play on screen and off screen. Bolton notes that Gans's decision to rely on word of mouth rather than an ad campaign to spread the word about Webkin's was a smart move. The lack of ads keeps it less commercial and more community-focused, says Bolton. Kids find what their friends recommend more appealing than what marketers say. These are pre-teens, and they begin to get suspicious of advertising and react against it. So, marketers are trying to get under these defences in other ways. Word of mouth makes it special. The kids have discovered it for themselves. They haven't had it pushed on them by a parent or a marketer. Bolton echoes Hema's concern about kids spending too much time on the Webkin site. Bolton points out that the American Academy of Pediatrics warns parents not to allow web use to take the place of homework or playing outside with friends and to set limits on the amount of time a child can spend online each day or week. Wharton's Burger says sales of Webkin's are likely to keep growing. Gans does not disclose sales figures, but some 2 million Webkins have reportedly been sold. Gans has not gotten even close to maxing out their market yet, he suggests. There are lots more kids who want to play with these things. What is worth noting, however, is that no one really knows why some products capture the imagination of kids while others fizzle out. Every year there's some new children's toy that just takes off, according to Bolton. We don't totally understand why. We can analyse it after the fact and see clever elements, but we haven't figured out how to forecast these spectacular successes. For more information, please visit our website at knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.